Hello and welcome to another episode of Joe Blogs About Films. Thanking you, as always, for clicking on this episode, for clicking on this podcast. It really is, really is appreciated, and thank you for your constant support. The Batman is finally in cinemas. This has been a film, easily my most anticipated film of the year. I know it's only March, um, but I, I just was so hyped for it. On the back of the trailer that we got... 2020 was it when it first dropped at the DC just a DC event or whatever it was DC fandom and ever since seeing that excellent sequence of Robert Pattinson's Batman kicking some serious ass um you know that final shot of the sequence just before it comes with the line I'm vengeance I've been so so looking forward to this it reminded me so much of like Arkham Asylum or Ar- the Arkham games basically but the whole vibe of it from that trailer from the get-go had me so 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 excited for it as I'm sure many people will as well I'm just going to go out before I proceed and say that I think this could possibly be the best portrayal of the character, the Batman. I think that as much as I love what Nolan did with Batman and this, I just, I, I honestly loved everything about Pattinson's Batman. Like in, in the sense of, like I say, taking aside, taking away Bruce Wayne, because in this film, I think Bruce Wayne essentially is just Batman. We will talk about how little screen time Bruce Wayne actually has in this film in a moment. This is why I'm kind of focusing so much solely on the Batman's portrayal. Like, as the detective elements and like the world's greatest detective, this is how I would see him. Like everything and everything was spot on. And Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves, man, deserves such, such high applause for this film. It is very, very good. Before we do dive further into this, we're obviously going to give the social shout out, which is obviously Joe Bugs About Films. So it's into Facebook. You can find this podcast as well on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, rss.com. Hit like, follow, notify, all of the above. That too would be really, really appreciated, and you can be notified as and when new episodes are uploaded. So here we are, then, like I say, after much anticipation, much hype, and I've kind of stayed a lot like clear of theories and such with this one because I kind of really wanted to go in, just wanted to go in blind, similar with when the reviews came out for it. There was a whole embargo, and like you know, people couldn't say too much, obviously, having seen previews of it, but from from like kind of the the little hints they were given that this was a very, very good film, and it's it really is like it is. You know, there are elements of it that I will talk about that that may have kind of I don't know, just something like almost missing. But the the, the thing for me is, is like I said, that portrayal of Batman and the fact that he is a detective in this, he is like the the the, the greatest detective out there. It just they really homed in on that, and I loved a lot of things what they did with this that they haven't in particular done. And of course, I will try and keep this as uh, yeah spoiler free as I possibly can. But if you've seen the film, you know that they 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 definitely kind of did something to make this Batman completely different. Whether that's making him more like gritty almost or just kind of not not moody to air quote but you know what I mean like it was someone that you could tell that like Bruce Wayne had been through a lot of trauma like he's still dealing with that loss of his family and his parents obviously sorry and, and the fact that he wants to make a difference he feels that the legacy that he has to leave is to essentially avenge their deaths almost or at least by doing so just stopping that crime in Gotham but like he says crime's on the up like what why is that happening and and it, it goes from there really like I, and again I don't want to come too much but that does come kind of full circle a little bit towards the end of the film I just really really enjoyed that that like just Batman element of it I think he was so so good that fear that that, that he's you know put on to other other people obviously at least that the, the worst people of Gotham that the riffraff if you will kind of it's just it's just brilliant and alongside obviously Pattinson you've got such a stellar cast like I'll come to that in a second but I just want to stick to like kind of Batman and the story in, in, in essence and the synopsis obviously revolving around the fact that it's been two years only two years that the mass vigilante known as a Batman has been has been knocking about when the Riddler pops up and starts targeting high-profile figures in Gotham City and with the help of Lieutenant Gordon and 
Catwoman, Bruce Wayne must unravel the clues and stop a terrorist attack whilst wrestling with the family's legacy, or his family legacy, I should say. And this is it. Like, you definitely feel that he's only been doing it for two years. Like, it, it's so, he's, you know, he takes a punch every now and then. Like, he's still kind of raw, rough around the edges. And I just loved what he did with Batman. He doesn't even, doesn't even have to say much in this film. Like, Robert Pattinson doesn't have to deliver his lines by speaking them kind of thing. He can say a lot just in his facial expressions or, like I say, his just the dashing of the eyes kind of thing. Like, when he's at a crime scene, he's just picking, like, just looking at things that other people are missing and obviously not even... doesn't even have to say anything. There's a there's a sequence, obviously, you've seen the trailer when they first... they, they get to the first crime scene of some blood splatting on the floor that Batman just notices, looks, and then looks away, and then, some, like, one of the... obviously, one of the photographers comes up and says, like, oh, yeah, I really should take a picture of this. And then there's, like, the fact that he is genuinely clever. Like, this is the thing that I enjoyed, again, a lot with his portrayal as the Batman, is that he's knocking out these riddles left, right, and centre. The, rid the Riddler's leaving all these cards and such, and all these riddles, the police are like, I don't know, and Batman's like, yeah, it's this. That, that's the answer kind of thing. And this is this is the idea, again, I've seen people, like, someone online, again, I've tried to stay clear of all these people on the, on Twitter, but basically, like, Schneider fans who genuinely just have a massive bee in the bonnet about this whole thing, saying that he's not, saying he's not clever. I was like, were you watching... The same film. This guy is genuinely on top form. Like he, that this Batman knows his stuff. Like I said, the way he's just knocking out these riddles left, right, and center, helping the police along the way. And that's the thing. There's that kind of back and forth headbutting between the other, the other officers in the police in Gotham Police Department. So it's like the only one that's on his side is Gordon, and that's how it how it should be. How you'd expect it to be, you know, from the start of a vigilante that's only been doing this for a couple of years. Not everyone's going to be on side with him. And I like that kind of power struggle. You know, they kind of they don't want him at they don't want him at crime scenes. They you know don't want him interfering with evidence this that, and the other. But it's, if the if the Riddler's right into the Batman on some level, he kind of kind of has to be there you know what i mean but i i enjoyed all of that dynamic between the uh, between the police and and batman himself he's stuff like that it's it's literally the the way that he embodies himself in becoming the batman and that's the thing because bruce wayne really isn't in this film it's like 90 percent the batman and 10 percent 10% Bruce Wayne, if anything, um, and I didn't mind that. Like, and, and Matt Reeves already said before that Batman is pretty much in every single scene, or at least Batman or Bruce Wayne, sorry, is in pretty much every single scene of this film. It's it's, it's a long one, obviously, it's three hours. There is arguments, one of, my, one of my kind of nitpicks is probably that it could have been a little bit shorter. I, I don't really know what I would have cut out, if anything, because like I say, I pretty much enjoyed... All of this, like, if any, yeah, there are moments when you're like, oh, this is a bit slow, but still, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. You keep me, you keeping me gripped, and it's just following that story. Obviously, not only have you got the Riddler knocking about, who's, you know, essentially targeting these high-profile figures, but also kind of unraveling mysteries more so with Bruce Wayne's family. It's like there's other things in there as well, like all of it kind of connects. You know, the Penguin connects to it all and such, and you know how Falcone like links with that as well, but. I just feel like it was so well done. Like, it was such a... Like, yeah, it's three hours long, which therefore means that the pace has to be dead on. And I do think that it was pretty, pretty on it with that. Like, like I said, there wasn't any points in the film when I was like... Yeah, I may have been thinking, okay, this this could have been kind of you know sped up a little bit, or at least like just cut it. Down. I don't know, you know what I mean. But I just think that three hours is a bit of it is a bit of a stretch. But it's still an overall like really really excellent film. Like it's a very film noir, very gritty, um, and yeah, just everything felt so perfectly balanced and perfectly placed. And I think Matt Reeves has done, like I say, an amazing job. I want to mention before I do forget that the score for this film is absolutely phenomenal. Michael Giacchino has done such an amazing job. Like the Batman's theme, I've been humming that since. Since kind of well, since the trailer, obviously, but also like just ever since seeing this film at the cinema both times, I've come out like dum 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 dum. I think it's absolutely, <laughs> absolutely excellent. He's done a fantastic, fantastic score. Really wraps itself all around what you're seeing visually on the film, and 
it's just brilliant. Like, I like what they did as well, where, like, at times it was like, let's just cut out the score, let's have absolute silence, especially when, like, the Riddler's introduction, for example, kid you not, like, the second time I saw the film, the reactions again in the cinema were just as good than the first time. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a powerful, powerful introduction to his character. Um, really intense and really, like, love the horror elements of that as well. And this is the thing, because obviously we're touching on, like, the long Halloween, Hush storyline, this, that, and the other from the comics. Um, it's great to see, it's just really great to see. And the Riddler, obviously, like, obviously is an eccentric character from the comics and from from where we've seen him before. Obviously, Jim Carrey portrayed the Riddler really well in his, in his film, Batman Forever, which I do have a little bit of a soft spot. I'm not going to lie, like Batman Forever because of my childhood and growing up with Batman I kind of do I can tolerate that one Batman and Robin again I'm still we'll talk about that in a second but still the Riddler in Batman Forever obviously Jim Carrey playing him very big very over the top OTT which is which is fine and I have no issues with that performance but the way that Paul Dano has really really like made this character so much more intense so much like just so much scarier um, horrifying at times, you know. I mean, I think that he deserves again a lot of praise for this. And 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 this is the thing, like the the, the Riddler, like like you say, there is that eccentric eccentricity to his character in the Batman. It's just that he is a bit just just a bit loose, kind and kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like he's really on the edge and. The, his motives and reasonings behind the things that he's doing is uh, again very, very well, um, very well thought out. I thought in terms of storytelling, because this thing when you think about when the Batman started to be to be created, this film, anyways, is Matt Reeves' adaptation of it. You know, obviously he's come in originally. It was going to be a Ben Affleck solo film, which again I would have liked to have seen because I have not, I have no issue with Batfleck or anything like that. I think he was a great Batman for the stories he was in. My thing with Batman though is, is that as much as I liked him fighting Superman and obviously tackling alien beings is that and the other and, and joining the justice league in the schneiderverse i always like these kind of batman films when it's just solely him no connections really to anything else yeah you can have little easter eggs this that, and the other but i just really like having batman as that detective helping out you know well obviously trying to you know fight for gotham be that beacon of hope for gotham um i just like that side of it just 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 him and i think that like matt reeves has really like captivated that once again it's almost like for me i was saying it's a little bit like this this batman film's like a dash of tim burton's Batman world and a dash of Nolan's and together it's one fantastic cocktail you know what I mean like it is so so good and that's why I think that having someone like the Riddler again a very grounded villain with clear motives like he's he's Essentially, it's like a bit of a jigsaw killer, for being honest. That's one of the things, again, maybe that I enjoyed a, a lot about this particular villain is that the traps and the like, the, the, the sadistic side of it that he's that he's kind of working with those traps is, yeah, pretty pretty gnarly at times. When you think about all like the the, the, the in, like the, the thought process behind it all and what he's what he's doing and how he's putting these people in the traps and obviously the riddles to get them out of it kind of thing. I thought it was a very clever approach to this character. Like I say, you're talking about a character that obviously is is the Riddler. You know, what I mean, like I say, he's very big, very eccentric to make him genuinely terrifying like this is like kind of i'm not saying is up there with the joker into you know the riddler but i think that this is you can see that real world riddler you know what i mean i think paul dano sorry just to kind of waffle on a bit about the riddler has done a fantastic job with this um and this is a thing speaking about obviously uh, you know combining like maybe burton's world and, and and nolan's world kind of thing gotham in this film is Truly breathtaking. Like one of my, one of my, um, one of my, like again, nitpicks for the for the Nolan trilogy, which I absolutely adore. Don't get me wrong. Like Batman Begins and the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rise, all of which are fantastic films. I love Batman Begins so much, um, and that was the most like comicy feel to them. And I know that it was purposely done as like a grounded, a grounded film for the Nolan for the Nolan trilogy. Like it was essentially bringing Batman to the real world. But like I felt that Gotham just didn't feel a lot like a character like it should do. 
Whereas in this, you really feel that you genuinely see so much more of Gotham. It's really present. I think that the 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 use of always having it like there, like I I felt like in the Nolan in the Nolan films, it was just a bit of a backdrop. Whereas in this, it's like it is constantly like there's something to see all the time. There's different areas of Gotham, like even like there's a sequence when. I think we're in like Falcone's Falcone's room or whatever, he's playing snooker or whatever, and there's a huge window like behind them where you can see out into a certain part of Gotham, which I thought was just brilliant. Like it's it's always there, you know. There's so many great wide shots out there, you know. It's, it's again a massive argument for on set location, you know what I mean? Because they've utilized it so well. So many great wide shots and like no use of green screens or anything. It's a great argument to say, look, you don't even need to do green screen anymore. Just get it, just go out and film it. Just go out on location and film it because you can put together something quite magical and, and brilliant, you know, on screen. And I think that Gotham has never looked as good. I think that, yeah, Tim Burton got that fant- fantastical element to Gotham and did a fantastic job with it. Like I say, I love the Burton films, as too love the Nolan films. But combining those two, or at least those two worlds, like I said, because this is such a grounded, real-life Batman film, I thought that Gotham just looked absolutely 10 out of 10. So really, probably my my favourite Gotham I've seen on screen. So again, brilliant work from Matt Reeves. It's just brilliant, like I say. It's just such a fantastic film. Uh, alongside, obviously, we have Zoe Kravitz, who's playing Cillian Kyle, Catwoman. She, again, nails it. Absolutely every scene that she's in is, is just brilliant. I love the chemistry between her and Robert Pattinson's Bruce Wayne, or Batman, I should say. Um, again, she's got a lot more in this in this film than than kind of let on with the trailers without going too much into spoiler territory there. But again, she really does, and and so the 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 fighting chore- choreographed not only for Batman but for Catwoman as well, just really brilliant. And I just love how those two like I say, keep popping up and keep like not interfering with each other's kind of work. But it's like one minute Selena Kyle might be like doing something, and Batman's like hello again. <laughs> it's like it's just their kind of thing, you know what I mean? Like just the way they pop up to each other and and, and almost helping out each other. It, it got it gets off to a great start, and it really just gets the trajectory onwards is just fantastic between the two of them would love to see more of Zoe Kravitz in that role I do believe they're doing a Catwoman um, a Catwoman TV series that's what I'm looking for or words rather so again really really um, yeah looking forward to that Uh, I have to give a mention to Colin Farrell as well as the Penguin um, or Oz the makeup team and everyone like you know when you're just looking at someone and you're like I can't believe that that is genuinely Colin Farrell like seriously it is absolutely astounding like what they've done like it's surely got to win an oscar for that surely got to because i mean we were all flabbergasted when we first saw like the behind the scenes stills of him or whatever or the first like official image of him and you're like what what what, what? excuse me um but he is great in that role it's one of those as well where like because because he's putting on like i say he's got the accent it's this big character that is like difficult to realize it is colin farrell but every now and then there might be a line or something that comes out and you can hear the the colin farrell within and you're like okay there he is there's there's the guy but i do think again He's brilliant in this film. Like I, all the performances, really are absolutely excellent. From as I say the, the great supporting uh, Jeffrey Wright as well as as James Gordon. I was really really looking forward to seeing him, um, seeing him in this film, and I do think he is a fantastic Gordon as well. Um, didn't see too much of Andy Serkis with his Alfred to kind of have too much of an opinion on him. I think he was. It's one of those where I want to see, probably see more of that. Like I want to see him on screen a little bit more, maybe. And if they do a sequel, to see him. Yeah, just just. Have a bit more to bit more to do, but he was great. Andy Circus, I do love Andy Circus for everything and everything he's done. I've already gushed a fair bit about his uh, his fantastic work with CGI and 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 everything like that over the over over the course of his podcast. But yeah, would have liked to have seen a bit more of Alfred. But it's one of those as well where you like if we had a bit more Alfred, we'd have, we'd have probably had a bit more Bruce Wayne. And because his film is primarily a Batman story, um, I don't think there was any need for Alfred to be in there. So again, great decision I would say to not kind of shoehorn in 
you know more scenes like unnecessary scenes I should I mean, it's a three-hour film at the end of the day I mean what what more what more scenes have they got but I do understand as well that Matt Reeves had like a had like a four-hour cut of it so that might have been I mean I'm not I'm not going to start a trend being hashtag release the Reeves cut or anything like that you know I just think that it's nice to see a film like this um where like you can kind of tell that there's not really been too much like studio interference almost like Matt Reeves has had an idea he's pitched it like I, I love the fact that you know from from the very get-go he had Robert Pattinson in mind to play this character and to get him on board and such I think is great because they've worked so well together on this and like I say Robert Pattinson has done a fan- like his Batman for me is like the best depiction of this character like I think it's fantastic what he's done and what Matt Reeves has done and I'm all for it like he he needs to do more Batman films like seriously just give him give him a trilogy or two to do because it's incredible um some of the sequences in this as well so obviously I've already mentioned that the, the choreograph for the fight sequence is great that's the thing as well for this Batman is that like I loved watching him fight like I came out and I was like I think that's the best best choreographed Batman and this is the thing like I'm, I'm I've sat here for a few minutes now already saying this is the best like portrayal of the character because it really is like the way that he's you know tackling hand-to-hand combat his, his gadgets and gizmos everything feels like he's really worked on it like I say the use of like contact lenses and such as well with recording equipment built in there kind of thing or even the fact he's Batman I'll talk more about that in a second because that sequence is flipping nearly swore then but it is bloody good uh, you know the fact his Batmobile looks all like he's worked on it as well like everything feels like something that Bruce Wayne has put his time into um, and, and really grafted and worked and, and built it to a stage where now he can go out and stop and fight crime that is what I love so much about this Batman like I say it's just so gritty so so grounded sorry um, that it's just too hard not to not, not to enjoy like I, again like I said I know it's a long film but it is so worth it like it is everything is just brilliant like it's everything's in shot everything that needs to be there i just yeah really loved it um but like i say the 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 fighting sequences in this like whether it's him taking down henchmen taking down just people of gotham this that and the other it is brilliant or even obviously fighting fighting selena kyle in the first interact i just think that they were they've done such a great job with it some great work as well within a nightclub where batman's fighting the nightclub great use of lighting in there as well and also i like what they did with like some of the camera work as well which uh, quite a lot of the time it's almost like they've gone right what can we do that we've not done before like you've seen the sequence when he jumps off batman and he kind of like looks he's got his um yeah, like that suit on that's kind of helping him glide through. I don't know what the exact words are, but you know what I mean anyways. It looks almost like a flying squirrel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, like, you get a great, like, shot where they've obviously hit, held, like, a, a camera onto Batman's head so you, you, can, you can see him, obviously, as he's flying, but then you also get some POV shots as well of that, and I love that. And it's, again, it's the same with the Penguin car chase sequence where you, you, there's elements where the camera's, like, attached to the back of the car and it's, you know, when it swerves and Penguin's car goes flying, you see it from that angle. I think it was absolutely stunning. Probably a good point, to a good time really to talk about that sequence because, my God, the trailers did not kind of, uh, did not do that that sequence justice. You've seen, we've seen elements and we've seen clips and snippets of it of the Penguin thinking like, oh, I've got you, this, that and the other. But holy smokes, like, it is incredible that sequence like from the get-go from batman's revving of the engine to like kind of again just show off this beast of a batmobile that he's got um to the whole sequence of it unfolding on the motorway when he's after that when when they're in and you know embarking on this huge car chase it is jaw-dropping like easily and and you know the, the the shot as well obviously with the upside down shot of the penguin looking out and seeing batman walking towards him again with the fantastic score from michael giacchino playing away um it had me smiling from ear to ear i kid you not like i think my fiance looked at me at that time I just sat there absolutely grinning because it was just um yeah it was just absolutely fantastic it was such a, a great great honestly like as as bat as as Batmobile car chasers go 
this I think is up there. Like I know that the Dark Knight has got some excellent ones, and you've got the Bat Pod and such in in, in the Dark Knight and everything. Um, but I, I'm trying to think if it if it, it's got a top pretty much everything I've seen Batman wise and it's because this is a thing for me I think one of the I should have probably said at the start that like Batman for me growing up was such a huge like introduction well it was a huge impact on, on me I said that the, the the animated series was incredible like you know what I mean like it was absolutely Kevin Conroy as Batman Mark Hamill as a Joker you know growing up those as many others will have loved those animated series as, as to like Spider-Man this that, and the other but like I loved the Batman animated series. And ever since then, I've loved this character. Batman Returns scared me to my very core as a young child. Um, and and like I say, I've got a soft spot for Batman and Robin and, and Batman Forever. But like to see how these characters evolved and changed, and you know, new audiences get to see new adaptations, and kids today will watch these films and and kind of pick their favorites. It's just great to see where we've how far we've come with this character. Um, and I just can't help but gush a little bit over this this particular film because it is. Pretty astounding what they've done. The score, the setting, the aesthetics, the costume, the makeup, everything is just absolutely flawless. Like Gotham itself is a character, which is a big deal for me. I already mentioned that already in this podcast, but everything just kind of folds together very, very nicely. Um, and it is just a film to make sure you check out. Easily one of the best of the year. I uh, I say I've seen it twice already. I'm pretty sure I've already got it on pre-order as well on Steel on Steelbook. So like I'm I'm just really looking forward to it. I think that I'm trying to think if there's anything else I've missed off that I want to talk about. But I'm probably going to do a revisit of this film anyway, so I can kind of cover it on there. But overall, Matt Reeves and Co have just really nailed it. Like Warner Brothers, this is this is how you do a superhero film. Seriously, like just let Matt Reeves direct all your superhero films, or at least just let him do the Batman ones because. It can only get better from here. Like we've established so much and so much law for this character already, without having to kind of look into the whole origin story of him. Like we do get that drip fed throughout. You know, we we know the story of what happened to his parents, but it's not like they've gone right. We need to see a sequence of that. Like they set it up so well, so perfectly. Having him in year two, still rusty, still learning the ropes a little bit. You know, still learning what's kind of what where the line is for him being a vigilante. Um, and it just comes together super, super well. I love this character and I love what Pattinson's done, what Matt Reeves has done. So yeah, Warner Brothers, that's how you do it. Make sure you continue doing that. It doesn't have to be, you know, I don't know. I don't even know what, what, what have they done up to now is not, other than the Dark Knight trilogy, I can't honestly say that there's, um, yeah, that they just need to just, just, just like ground it a little bit. But this is easily in my top three Batman films. I would say Batman, Dark Knight, Batman Begins, and the Batman top five. I would say Dark Knight Rises as long as well as um, Batman Returns is probably in there. So I'd love to know people's thoughts as well if they've seen it. I'm going to leave it there. I will probably do a spoiler talk again eventually. But the main thing is, is I've been really itching to get this podcast out to talk about it to uh, to yeah kind of gush over the Batman because uh, three hours of uh, yeah pretty awesomeness out of ten though like. I'll give you my out of 10 score, which you probably think it's going to be a 10 out of 10. I'm not going to give it a 10 out of 10 purely because, like, I do feel that the third act is definitely the weakest part of the film. I'm not too sure. This is the thing. I'm not too sure what I wanted from it, like, in the sense that I wasn't expecting something ridiculous like a spaceship to turn up or anything like that. It's just that it definitely just something just didn't, it was just missing for me a little bit. That being said, everything else is absolutely amazing. So that's why I'm like, it's a strong eight and a half out of 10, like a very strong eight and a half out of 10. Um, just to say, it's just a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant film. Um, but yeah, let me know your thoughts. And if you've seen it, if you've seen it and uh, yeah, you want to have a chinwag about the Batman, then definitely the Batman, I'm vengeance. <laughs> then, then let me know. Yeah, let's get, let's have a chinwag. But like I say, I will do a spoiler talk as well. Probably be able to go over a bit more in depth as to maybe like the third act or something like that. But overall it is, a great depiction of the character, a uh, great portrayal, great story. And um, yeah, round of applause, Matt Reeves. 
So there we have it. Spoiler-free talk of the Batman. I hope that is, uh, yeah, I hope that's all right for you all. Thank you ever so much, as always, for listening. Really looking forward to, again, talking a little bit more. I will, again, in a few days' time, get the spoiler talk up as well. But until then, as usual, thank you for your constant support. Hit the page on Facebook. Like us on Spotify, etc. Follow it, da-da-da. Uh, but yeah, thank you ever so much. Until next time, take care.